0: Join us for an in-depth look at building up and defending Great Commission Anglicanism throughout the world by developing faithful leaders, equipping local congregations, and always reforming the church. You can find out more about how we can help you and your churches thrive by visiting www.americananglican.org. Welcome to your Anglican Perspective. Hi, this is a Phil Ashley from the American Anglican Council, with another episode of Anglican Perspective. And if you're wondering what happened to my voice, I lost it here in Uganda. uh, I'm just recovering it, but I'm recovering it in the midst of a dear friend, Charles Raven, uh, who has been uh, a wonderful comrade along the way uh, since I started at the AAC in uh, 2008. Uh, Charles uh, is a canon uh, also, and uh, is in, um, well, Charles, uh, where where are you canonically resident right now?
1: <laughs> Phil, it's uh, great to have this opportunity to talk with you. Um, I'm actually a canon of All Saints uh, Nairobi. Ah. I spent four years in Kenya, um, and uh, also of Sunyani uh, Cathedral in yeah. Ghana. Um, right, where right. My, um, Good friend, um, Bishop Festus is is the bishop. Ah. Um, so I'm very. It, it's a, an honor to be connected with those two, uh, with those two dioceses, um, and reflects, you know, quite a long history. Yeah. That I have with Africa.
0: Yes, you do. And you've been so active. You've been, at one time, you were uh, assisting um, Archbishop Wabukala. Yeah. In Nairobi and yes. living there. Yeah. Uh, you've been uh, on uh, GAFCON uh, as uh, part of their secretariat. And and now the Lord has led you to uh, an organization called the Relay Trust. And um, you're doing all kinds of work. And I'm wondering if, if you could just say a little bit about what you're doing, what the Relay Trust is, and what you're doing in Africa.
1: Yeah, um, the Relay Trust was founded in 2016. Um, and uh, the, the vision behind it um, is that of uh, Neil Smith, um, who is the chairman of the trust um, and who uh, funds the work. We're a charitable foundation. And the basic idea is uh, to recognise that there is a, a strategic weakness um, in the church in Africa at the grassroots level. Right. Um, so, what Relay Trust does is to bring funding so that um, the provinces of uh, the Anglican Church in Africa can have systematic discipleship training. Um, and we uh, have a particular concern for the poorest and most troubled parts wow. of Africa. Uh, and we call the project Relay 200. Okay um because uh, our focus is the two hundred poorest dioceses in the communion oh. of which all but three are actually in Africa Wow okay um, so we're now working in eight provinces um, and we uh, we don't generate training material but we bring the funds so that the training can happen and it's we, we seek to have this uh, to see this developing at scale.
0: Right, right. Well, and, and um, like myself, you wear a number of different hats. So you and I are both on the theological resource group of the Global South Fellowship of Anglicans. And here we are doing this podcast uh, in the heat uh, uh, and the afterglow mm. of a wonderful week of Bishop's training here in Uganda. Um, from your standpoint in terms of discipleship and um, you know raising up leaders how did you feel this week went uh, in terms of the the bishop's leadership
1: oh i was really encouraged Uh, it was wonderful to have people from various different parts of africa Um, for the first time we had a bishop from uh, Angola yes. um, taking part in a GSFA event. We had three bishops from Myanmar yep. and then uh, many from uh, sub-Saharan Africa, um, all here with their wives yes. um, who were fully involved in, in, in the program. And I think we're seeing here the future of the Anglican Communion and Relay Trust has been very happy to uh, support this conference um, because we are very committed to training and while our focus is at the grassroots we recognise that um, grassroots training uh, is part of a whole system uh, and structure of training of which in the diocese the Bishop is the apex. Right. Um, So we've seen uh, great fellowship this week, uh, relationships being built, um, and we've been able to see how positively the bishops have been responding to what they've been given. We've we've had uh, sessions which help them in a very practical way to think about retirement and money management. Um, we've thought about uh, the importance of economic empowerment.
0: Well, in fact, you the, did a workshop on that, didn't you? On well, the economic yes, empowerment. That's right. yeah. The importance
1: of um, self-sufficiency and the three selves, of, yeah. uh, self-governing, self-reproducing, um, okay. self-sufficiency. We also you know, had uh, really helpful insights into the um, covenantal structure, of the global south and its history from your good self Um, and we have ashley null who's the anglican communion's leading expert on thomas Cranmer. yeah um so yeah it's been a very rich time of fellowship and of learning and of sharing together, and some really inspirational Bible exposition oh. from 2 Timothy. Oh, David by Olin, Rennes. Oh. Bishop Renis Penaya
0: yeah, of Singapore. Yeah. yeah, I have to say, you know, his Bible teaching is just incredibly inspired and so practical um, and, and very encouraging. I think you and I have both uh, gone to a lot of different bishop training events, uh, GAFCON's put on some. I think this is the first Global South one. Um, my observation is from talking with the bishops that there is a significant amount of time in the evening that was given for them to share their personal testimonies and their wives as well. The wives had a program as well. Uh, and that. Uh, there There's a level of uh, of their relating to each other that is something we've been uh, very um, keen about seeing happen under the the Cairo Covenant. You know the the section to relationships, the mission partnerships. Um, do you think, based on what you've seen, there's a good chance that some of these partnerships, say between Congo and Uganda and uh, South Sudan and maybe even Angola that those kinds of, of Partnerships could develop Organically over time.
1: Oh very very much. So um, there, there are various initiatives that I've heard about this week of South to South mission. Yeah, yeah, um, and even one of South to North Really? There are yeah, Ugandans yeah who are seriously looking at how they can become missionaries in England. Ah, that's great. So this is very exciting. And of course, you know, this has been imparting knowledge is obviously very important, but even more important is the formation that happens, isn't it? Yeah. And this is called a bishop's formation. Right, right. Um, And there's formation, you know, in relationship with God, but also the horizontal and the forming of relationships which are going to endure Beyond this, and I think are going to open the door to all sorts of uh, really useful and uh, uh, fruitful work. Yes. As we increasingly see the leadership of the communion uh, going where it should be. Yes. To the global to the global south, and the reason why Relay Trust gets involved in this, even though it seems a bit far removed at first sight from Um, our commitment to grassroots training is that we think in terms of whole systems Right. and so on the one hand the typical situation that we deal with at grassroots level is where you have a parish priest and in his parish he may have up to 20 congregations which are led by catechists who often have very little training Um, so the parish priest Functions has to function more like a bishop in a way yeah, the right. congregation quite occasionally so there's a crucial training gap there that the the ordinary people ordinary anglican church members week by week are normally being pastored and taught by people who have not been trained themselves right so in terms of making disciples fulfilling the great commission that is really crucial. So that's where the bulk of our funding goes. But we we think of our funding a bit like a portfolio. Mm. Um, and as I said earlier, we think in terms of whole systems. So we can't ignore um, the training and theological soundness of bishops and of the communion itself. Right. Right. Because if we're uh, we do put in substantial amounts of money yeah. in, in grants to enable this work to happen. But if the communion um, loses the gospel, um, you know, if the infection of false teaching were to spread to Africa...
0: Oh, we'd be lost. ...then
1: all yeah. that investment right. would would have been in vain. Right. Or it's a, it wouldn't have endured. Right. So that's why we are um, so committed to gsfa we are mission partners right. with formal mission partners with gsfa um, because we see this as a form of insurance sure uh, well we are in the lord's hands yeah but yeah. you know it, it's sensible to be strategic so strategically we devote some resources to supporting the work of the gsfa in restoring the integrity of anglicanism yeah. globally yeah um, and Supporting the training of bishops is all part and parcel of that same uh, joined up
0: sure, approach. Sure, Well, you know, we, um, for our listeners, the, uh, the GSFA refers to the Global South Fellowship of Anglicans, which the American Anglican Council has been doing a lot of instruction and in writing about in terms of the Cairo Covenant that uh, I was privileged to uh, participate in, in drafting along with Archbishop Duncan. And we too are mission partners, uh, the AAC with um, with the Global South. Um, I think the thing that I found exciting about uh, what you're talking about in terms of the whole system, our good friend Bishop Alfred Olwa, did an outstanding session today on catechesis, which gets right to that you know grassroots problem. How do you take a catechism? and make it available at a level that people can understand so that we can do the kind of grassroots discipleship that you're talking about. And if the bishops who were there, who then got up, Alfred was very good, you know, remember it was a little bit of talking, but then, okay, now bishops, tell us what you're doing. And it was very instructive to hear both, you know, the the depth, but also the difficulties they're having, struggling with getting it down to the grassroots.
1: Mm, yeah, and these difficulties are often um, practical and yeah. logistic. You know, sometimes they lack a training centre. Right. Um, if you're getting people or, or if you're taking training out into the, in, uh, into the bush, um, yeah. you've got to have transport. Um, you've got to have materials. Right. Um, when you gather people, you need to feed them right um and i think what's unique about the work that relay trust is doing is that we approach this funding again in a strategic and systematic way mm-hmm. um there are a team of eight of us now so i'm i'm the ceo right um but we have a number uh, most of the rest of the team are regional relationship managers sounds a bit corporate but yeah, it's yeah. actually about developing relationships yeah. And our people travel frequently to the areas that they're responsible for. Um, and we've had my colleague Daniel here this week. Sure. Who is involved with ayama uh, Angola, right. and Mozambique. Yeah. Um, who has got fluent Portuguese. Um, but he's now well known to all the bishops and frequently there with them. Sure. Um, and we encourage each province to develop a 10 year strategic plan yeah. for training catechists um, and we fund then according to that plan and we set up a and well we, we assist the, the province with setting up a training infrastructure with facilitators and reporting systems. Um, this is most advanced in um, South Sudan where the Anglican discipleship program there, currently has 6,000 catechists.
0: Wonderful. Wow. Uh,
1: And this is becoming a template now uh, to apply in other areas. Great. And given the level of insecurity and difficulty there is in South Sudan at the moment, we think that something that works there is likely to work elsewhere in Africa. Sure,
0: sure. It's wonderful to see the Global South Fellowship under the chairmanship of Archbishop Body of South Sudan, really stepping out and uh, letting Canterbury know that uh, enough is enough, that uh, we are not going to allow false teaching uh, about human identity and uh, God's good creation and sexuality be uh, distorted by false teaching from the west and that the global south really is committed to uh to being a bulwark against that and to being a witness Um, i think it was archbishop Boddy who said tonight in the closing sermon thinking of um, of uh, the story in john chapter one where nathaniel says can anything good come out of Nazareth and then applying that to the global south and saying, can anything good come out of the global south when you consider, you know, the poverty of resources and the needs and the challenges, uh, the, the civil wars that are going on in some places and the violence and the persecution. And the answer is the same as the answer that Philip gave to Nathaniel. Come and see, the archbishop said, come and see. And I think you and I have seen the hope and the future uh, in these relationships that are developing between bishops of Myanmar and Congo, Horn of Africa, Angola, uh, Congo, uh, Uganda, South Sudan. Um, It's really, really remarkable and it, it bodes well for the future of a communion that we've talked about in the Cairo Covenant that is based on, uh, uh, you know, an Anglicanism uh, that is about a shared confession of faith rather than bonds of affection uh, with uh, a history uh, that is now, you know, post-colonial. So, um, and that of course brings up the, you know, the primates meeting in, in Rome that's upcoming. And there was an interesting statement that the Archbishop of Canterbury uh, made about the, um, the variable geometry of relationships and the unvarying love of Jesus that's going to somehow hold us together. And you know, it just reminded me, Charles, of what we said in the Cairo covenant that the church is not a sociological entity or just a political entity. Uh, but that it is a creature of the interrogative and interceptive word of God. Um, You know, as as a a, a Brit, uh, and you and I joke, uh, you know, in our relationship, I'm the rebel and you're the tyrant. uh, In our special relationship of friends as American and British, but really tell me from a British point of view, from a British evangelical point of view, as you looked at that statement from the Archbishop of Canterbury, what was your what was your reaction?
1: I am deeply uh, grieved by, as an Englishman, mm-hmm. by what, what is happening, um, and I think it's not only um, because of the denial of the truth, but it's the way that. Um, biblical phrases, even evangelical terms, um, are used to cover up something which is actually doctrinally and spiritually bankrupt. Yes. And many of the people involved in their heart of hearts must know what they are doing. Yeah. Um, And what we have seen in England recently with the uh, approval for same-sex blessings in just a year ago in the yeah. English General Synod was very telling. There was a point in the debate where a leading evangelical theologian, Ian Paul, um, asked um, the Bishop of London, Sarah Mullally, um, who was representing the, the bishops in the debate, um, to show the workings yeah where's the theology right and there isn't any right um it's just uh, an ad hoc use of um of terms to try and solve uh, an institutional problem this yeah. is institutional and sociological and i would say fundamentally about power yeah yeah um and it's greatly to the credit of the Global South that although they are engaging with great courage, as we saw at the Lambeth right. conference in, um, in 2022,
0: July yeah.
1: and, have, uh, sp- and, and spoke very clearly in the Ash Wednesday statement yes. last year, that they are not behaving politically. yeah, um, That their primary focus is not a political battle with Canterbury, but a battle to preserve the, the gospel yeah. that originally came from Canterbury.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's telling, you know, that the Ugandans are thinking of a Global North mission to assist bodies like um, the faithful uh, in the Church of England and the Anglican network in Europe, Amy and and uh, Anglican Convocation in Europe uh, to bring people back to Jesus. So we can look forward in June to the Global South Assembly because we're going to see the reaffirmation mm-hmm. of our true Anglican identity now that the mother church, you know, and again, we raised this in the, in the Cairo covenant, what, what, is Anglican identity, what is the Anglican Communion if the Mother Church, so to speak, goes off the rails? Well, it has, and now we're going to see in June, in Cairo, a majority of the Anglican Communion, Represented in this Global South Fellowship, saying this is what Anglicanism is all about. It's about the faith once delivered to the saints, and it's about the gospel that can transform us from the inside
1: out. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And as an Englishman, uh, I experience grief, um, but I'm also hugely encouraged because the Global South is recovering the basic reformational vision for anglicanism. Right. And uh, God is going to fulfill his purpose for the anglican communion with or without the right. church of england. That's and sadly right. it seems that it's likely at least for a while because there are some signs of hope in england but it seems sadly that at least uh, for the near future that's going to be without england. Right. Um, right. But uh, the, uh, the 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 I believe that in in God's you know God God has is using this crisis um, because the global South are now taking responsibility. You know they basically said Canterbury you couldn't make the Windsor Covenant work right, so we are now going to take it over and yeah. we will make it work. Right. With or without you.
0: And the great thing, just to kind of wrap up, is that unlike the Windsor Covenant, which really had some deficiencies in both the statement of faith and certainly in the disciplinary section, this Cairo Covenant uh, has neither of those deficiencies. It's addressed both the gospel deficit and the ecclesial deficit with perhaps the most fulsome statement of what it means to be Anglican uh, that we can find among Anglicans today and structures of accountability that will foster interdependence and um, and mission so that we can finally not be distracted uh, by false teaching, but we can simply work together uh, to proclaim Christ faithfully to all nations so I know. well thank you Charles for being with us great pleasure and uh, it's it's great to partner with you in the gospel and I know we'll be seeing each other in Cairo if not sooner look forward to it me too this has been another episode of Anglican Perspective stay tuned for our upcoming episodes that will also include an interview with Bishop Renis Vinaya. God bless you and we'll look forward to talking with you soon you've been listening to your Anglican Perspective. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it so that biblically faithful and orthodox Anglicans can stay connected to the latest news, updates, and inspirations from around the world.